1: Hope everybody's having a lovely Wednesday. Um, it's hump day.
0: God, don't tell me that. I don't want to. I don't want to hump. I don't want to do anything. I'm tired. Um. <laughs> I hope everybody's having a fantastic evening, day, morning, afternoon, wherever this is when it reaches you. Um. I literally have nothing to report on besides the fact that I'm writing. The book is great. That I'm writing and you guys should go read the first in the series if you're looking for something dark oh i'll be releasing my arc my blogger signups soon as well so that's another thing to keep an eye out for um but other than that that's about it for me stevie what are you up to i'm getting
1: the kindle hold on um what am i reading Oh, i'm reading my sister's 40 friend because shout out to our very good friends of piper rain they released my sister's 40 friend on tuesday which is book four in their green series which i'm excited everybody knows all of those i love those uh alaska families um what else Uh, somebody just Release something, and I want. To, oh, our really good friend Lillian Harris. Okay. Released the Devil's Deal yet? On um, yesterday.
0: Cool, cool. Congratulations to Lillian.
1: Which is a. I want to say like ma. I think I don't want to say more mafia, but it's like organized crime. Yeah. It's very good though. I'll have first, to check it out. Books two and three are coming.
0: She. I am three right now going to say that uh if you love candy steiner you need to go check out her instagram the pain in loving you which is a three book box set that includes waitlist make me hate you and a love letter to whiskey all in one box all in one beautiful paperback um is gonna be go in the vault after christmas so if you want that copy definitely go do that now yeah i'm gonna get a copy
1: before it goes in the vault because i love them i love that fear that whole book
0: i love that i love all three of those books yeah
1: weightless and make me hate you are two of my favorites i mean i obviously i love a lot of love her love whiskey too it's a classic book from her so it's a good choice amazing. um anything
0: else released this week oh my god i am the worst friend ever if you love Romeo and Juliet retellings, if you love Mafia and the hottest alpha males you can ever even just fathom in life, like the best Romeo and Juliet telling I have read in so long, Sinning Like Hell, Charlina Pucci's Do We're sorry, Trulina. In- is finished and it is out on KU you can go grab it the paperback should be live in, I want to say like two hours so go get that like run and if you're the type of person who wanted to wait because it was a cliffhanger on book one you can buy both of them on KU right now please go do that she's amazing the book is amazing and you just you need it you need it immediately so go do that all right that's all that's all for me we're sorry Trulina. No, no, no. Best for last. Best for last. That's what I'm going to what I'm gonna say. <laughs> um,
1: if anybody doesn't already know and follow us on social media or
0: have heard us talk about it on lives and stuff, we are going to Love in Vegas. Oh my God. Yeah. So Scratch Love in Boulder. We're not going to be going to that one this year. Uh, mostly just because for me, Penelope Douglas was the only author on there that I really wanted to go and, you know, see even though i'm not saying that the other authors on there weren't extremely talented or whatever i just extremely wanted to see penelope douglas like that was the only author i was really wanting to get signed um but love in vegas has a bigger lineup and it's vegas so
1: if you see us around you come say hi to
0: us we'll be there come say hi to you i'm like a dog i like run to everybody i love talking to people uh so yeah that's super exciting, but uh, easy if I wear a bookshelf
1: boyfriend's T-shirt.
0: No, Actually, almost, I mean I, I probably won't wear it. Out one. Of the, I'm, I'm gonna, the- gonna wear like a pantsuit so that <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna promote the fuck out of our podcast or signing. Probably gonna like bring my own books. I, like even though I'm not signing, I'm just gonna walk around with them. Be like, Harry, Harry. I'm
1: just <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> kidding. But yeah, I, mean, so- I do, however, want to get us postcards made before we go yes because I'd like to be able to give those out we're like business cards we'll do like an American psycho moment
1: oh my god I was thinking about this because I was talking to Laura Pavlov yesterday and obviously Laura lives in Vegas and she'll be signing at Vegas um her and I were talking she was like she goes make sure that you bring stuff for your podcast because people won't recognize you because they only hear your voices sometimes but they also see us Mm live. obviously once in a while but I was like, I'm gonna have to get a hoodie (laughs) made.
0: Also, if we have listeners that live in Vegas that won't be attending the signing, but would like to do like a cool little like bookshelf boyfriends, and we can go to like brunch somewhere with like a group of people. I'm totally down to do that. Y'all will get to see me in my natural element drinking mimosas or Bloody Mary's. (laughs) so we'll to on the if that's something that you guys would be interested in or even if you live close to the west coast in las vegas and want to meet up somewhere for brunch and do like a group activity i think that'd be super fun i so mean it would be fun to like maybe have a
1: group outing on one of the days to uh like maybe to like the wax museum or
0: i would pass out
1: i want to go to the wax museum so bad um Tegan and I are planning a group outing to see the Chippendales if anybody wants to join us because I
0: will be front row and fucking center for this I'm taking Fletch with me so I don't know if he's gonna allow that to happen but I would to feel the sweat coming off these men I mean
1: yeah I mean I if anybody asks we're going for research
0: fuck my ass <laughs> research my ass oh my god Tegan yeah are like all right
1: we're I was like I'm semi-introverted but you better put me in that fucking front row
0: she's listen, like everybody I'm else okay will want to it. be in the back i'm super excited about it and listen i know that it may not be everybody's thing but on sunday low-key me and fletcher i'm gonna force fletcher to go hiking <laughs> because there are like a bunch of natural wonders in las vegas that i really would love to see just like to say that i fucking saw them you know like like i'm
1: going on the roller coaster at you're there's the valley you're... of
0: fire state park and they're so pretty during uh like sunrise so i'm gonna wake up at the butt crack of dawn so maybe i can't get hang i can't get hung i can't get drunk saturday but you know i'll get drunk sunday evening it'll be <laughs> fine
1: She's into the, the signing looking like she just came off a <laughs> no and i'll
0: be fine maybe she should make plans with gianna Oh, my God, that would be fun. I already messaged Trilina and said, bitch, I'm going to Las Vegas. I'm going to love in Vegas. And if we don't get a drink afterwards, I'm going to be so pissed at you. <laughs> what she say? He was like, duh. Actually, I feel I'll like maybe
1: it. we should be like, hey, you want to stay at our Airbnb, too? She'd be the life of the fucking party.
0: She was like, yes, we will. And I was like, you bet. I want to see Red Rock Canyon. I, I'm There's telling you, you need,
1: to, you need to call Gianna because Gianna, obviously, she's a hiker
0: and loves Outdoors. I'll probably just try to like kidnap her, honestly, <laughs> put her in your pocket <laughs> her and take her with me. Um, but yeah, so that is it for us for the intro. Uh, we're going to be talking to the amazing Maria Lewis today, or it is Lewis, right? I, I, I think so. <laughs> Maria Lewis or Lewis. I'm not sure. We'll figure out when we get over there, but uh, we're going to be talking to her today and I'm super excited. I love her Blades hockey series um stevie loves her nola heart series and uh we're just really excited to chat with her so uh, we're gonna pop on over there and uh coming right back at you here in three two one thank you so much for joining us on the bookshelf boyfriends podcast maria lewis welcome welcome
2: hey there y'all i'm so excited to be here
0: um we are super excited to have you we had like a we had to reschedule with this little lady like and I, we twice. felt like shit twice we felt like shit twice I was and like when the the second time we had to reschedule Stevie was like she was like oh you are never gonna guess who we're gonna have to reschedule and I was like who and she was like Marie Lewis I was like fuck no I was like she's not gonna want to come on the podcast she's not gonna wanna come on the podcast but no, do worry I was ready for it we are super stoked to have you that you are here now um we are going to kick things off with talking about your books um These questions are hard as shit to come up with because the two of us have read your books. Yeah. (laughs) So I took, uh, and we didn't want to do like heavily too many. So that's why. I literally originally had questions for every single book in the series. And we had like 25 questions for like, just this portion and we were like we cannot make it that long that podcast that itself will be like two hours Um,
2: plans for the night no we're just gonna sit on we're just gonna sit yeah
0: all day (laughs) yeah it's like they fast forward an hour into the podcast and we're still talking about Blade Talkie like that was literally (laughs) how I felt like that was gonna be for me um however I took the Blade Talkie series because I those are the first books I read by you and I love That series is so just like near to my heart because I love me some hockey. And actually, I had been reading sports romance like lightly, like it was like a subplot, you know, like it wasn't like (laughs) the whole genre thing. Um, And then I found your books and I read Power Play and then read through your whole series. And then I was like, oh my God, where are these hockey? Where are they at? (laughs) And I was like, went on a fucking binge of every hockey book you could ever imagine. So thank you so Man, much you ended up writing a hockey series yeah and I also have a hockey series oh my so god that's so exciting twinsies I was I like, mean, I
2: feel like sometimes that happens though like you just like find like you just like stumble on whatever subgenre hockey whatnot yeah and then all of a sudden you're like I love them and then you read them and they're like but I want this story and it doesn't exist you're like I will write it
0: exactly <laughs> and I loved hockey originally so I was like this is amazing this is a great so we're gonna talk about power play i decided to just go with the ogs with this one which cool. is Charlie and duke this is the most iconic characters i have ever read in my whole life and i need to know like where did the idea for the series come from
2: so it's actually really ironic because the blades was a series that wasn't supposed to be a series
0: <laughs> I feel like I disappoint people when I tell them that they're like, excuse
2: me. And I'm like, yeah, it was, it was not a thing. Um, but I was I am from Boston. Like that's Thank where you. I grew up. That's where I was raised. But I live oh, in you just East. said her
0: keyword. What are you a Boston Bruins fan?
2: Yes, absolutely. I have like I have like five jerseys in my in like in my closet including like an OG from the 80s like it's like that. yeah it, I can break it out for you if you like show it to me like I'm me like too. I'm like a massive fan and so but I live in New Orleans and y'all I have to tell you that like the only hockey for now it's different but like mm. years ago you could if they showed it on tv you could only find like Tampa Bay or Dallas playing. That's it because it's like the two closest, like in relative. Oh, yeah, it's market. Yeah, and so they're like, that's all that you're gonna see. And so I'd be like, I'm like, I just miss hockey. Like I just miss it. And so I sat down and I was like, I'm just gonna write this. Like I wanted to write like a super fluffy, low, low angst book that just is like happy and you know what I mean. Like sometimes yeah. we need that in our lives. Like sometimes we just want to read a book that's just gonna make us laugh and like that's cool and so that's kind of where power play came from was just wanting to like to be immersed back into the like into hockey because i was missing it so much and then write something really really fun and so i didn't plan to write another book in the series (laughs) (laughs) release day came around and i remember i was in the shower and i was like what if what if i gave andre beaumont a book
0: i was like i was like man yes i'm gonna be mad
2: Yeah and so that's literally where it happened and then since then like I've just like every single time I'm like oh I want to write about that character I just go back to the series and so it's kind of like this series that doesn't really like end like there's no like oh and it's finished now it's just like when my heart is like I need to write another one I just like crawl my way back back. hello and (laughs) and I'm fine with it I literally
0: totally fine with it and also I did not like realize it was a series. Like at this point, I didn't know that standalones within an interconnected series was a thing. And so when I was reading, I was like, Oh my God, I was like, where are these? I need these books. Like she should definitely, and then you did. And I was like, this is amazing.
1: This is the best day of my life.
2: So happy that you, I'm really happy that you loved it. It's like, it's one of the, I just, it's one of those books that people are like, Like, that was so fun. And I was like, I'm glad. I'm glad that you loved it, like you had fun with it.
0: And you have to understand that for me to enjoy just like a fun, low angst, love hockey thing is a big deal. It just is kudos to like how good of a writer you are because I read dark romance always, always, okay?
2: Dark romance. Um,
0: And so to even, yeah. So just like, it's just a kudos to you that I enjoyed all of these so like, like so much. Um, so Charlie is super spunky and so funny and I really love that about her and there's an iconic moment that I wanted to share with you that like literally I laugh about it to this day when she is talking about Duke and he is standing behind her and her (laughs) friends are like uh uh and she's like he's behind me isn't he yeah yeah he definitely is I That is, I literally had to put the book down because I was blushing so hard. Like I felt uncomfortable for her. I was like, oh my God, this is, I was like, Charlie, what are you doing, honey? Oh, it was so bad. But anyways. Oh, I love that scene. The way that she battled Duke's sometimes like brute energy was super epic. So what was your favorite part of writing her character?
2: I loved her... So I never actually, this is like years later where you think about like, oh, tropes in a book. I never really realized when I was writing it at that time because this was, I was writing it about five years ago now almost. Mm -hmm. And so I was like a baby author. Like I didn't understand like people being like, oh, this is like enemies to lovers. I was just sat down I was like, I'm gonna write this book and this is what I wanted to. And so I didn't realize at the time that like, it is a bit of an age gap romance. Duke is old he's almost 10 years older than she is and it's also super grumpy sunshine and so I loved writing their banter where he's kind of very like uh, he's not he's aloof but you can kind of tell like he digs her he he's kind of like intrigued by her yeah um but I love how she just didn't take no for an answer like she was like I have this dream and like I'm in this sucky job but I'm not going to stay here for long. I have bigger aspirations in yeah. this. And one of my favorite points is when she decides to DM him on Twitter and he's and she's just like, "Hey, like can I interview you?" and he's just like, "No." <laughs> and she's like, but
0: like (laughs) there were so many moments in that book where I literally had to put the book down and be like oh my god I know she did not that is so embarrassing why would you do that I'm a very like vocal reader so like my poor husband right I'll be doing that and he's like who are you talking to I'm talking about this dumb lady in this book (laughs) who DMs this man on Twitter and that he answered that's the thing
2: that gets me the most is that like he because obviously the book is Hold from her point of view except for the epilogue Mm -hmm. and that's how i owe it none of my other books are like that everything else is you know dual point of view but for that book it just to me to get her her perspective i guess you could say across and to really kind of play up his broodiness it didn't make sense to me to have his point of view in it because otherwise you would know like when he's like kind of into her it it, it it lessens the um I guess it almost lessens her embarrassment of doing
0: things where you're just like please don't do that please and then she's done it and it's like the mystery of it it's like oh my god I wonder what he thought when that happens like I just know so yeah
2: I loved it and I also my I think one of my favorite points is when she goes to the hockey game and she's (laughs) where she's wearing the opposite team's jersey I know I I mess with him and he turns around from the goalie and he sees her above the net and and he's just like I mean,
0: I literally hate you. Right like, now? why are you here? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I adored them. I and I and also when she calls him out for being like, I mean, she basically calls him like trash. <laughs> yeah, she totally does. <laughs> Straight up to his face is like, you're getting old and you suck. <laughs> <laughs> to his face, and like, I was like, oh, I was like, this cool I like her. I was like, this is how I want to be if I ever meet my favorite hockey player. Like, if I ever show up, I want to call him trash. So hopefully he, like, argues with me about it so that we can, like, fall in love.
2: Um, And and I think she gets away with it um, because she is, like, essentially, she, she was a hockey player. Yeah. And so she knows the, it's not like some I don't want to say some random person like as much as I love hockey I've never played hockey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But like she's played the sport. She's been in the sport. She knows it inside out. And so when she says stuff like she's like and but even when she goes to inter- do this interview with him um, to essentially save her butt uh, she's like you know you can tell that there's something with you that is not the way that it used to be. Like you don't yeah. have the same passion and fire that you did and so like why is that like you're still obviously the best but like you're yeah you're slipping you know what I mean like that passion isn't there and so I think that was a really interesting dynamic between the two of them even with the push and pull that she was able to see that in him and not try to exploit it but try to understand
0: yeah and I think that went a long way with him like respect wise I feel like that how that's how it is for a lot of hockey players or people that play the same sport like if you're being mm-hmm. interviewed by somebody who has played the sport you have right there's like a mutual understanding and like respect of the questions that are being asked it's like these questions you ask me, you know from personal experience, like what you are asking. But it's yeah, like when it comes from somebody that's never played the sport before and it's like kind of like disrespectful and like like almost degrading, it's like then you come do it, you know? Like you come do what I do, you know? Take a watch take a wild day in my shoes. Why don't you exactly <laughs> like, exactly how that goes? <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'll pass. Thanks though, appreciate it. Anywho, <laughs> so Duke, I feel like is like the perfect boy book boyfriend. I love him. I love him with his little comebacks, like when he was talking when she was talking about him and he was like, My teeth are all real. Like, (laughs) like, Like, sir, I love you. And so, um, who inspired this character? Duke
2: is like he's um, it's probably no secret that I love me a grumpy hero. It is my favorite type of hero to write. Like. I mean, I get down with the playboy hero. I get down with like the super bad boy, but like give me just a grumpy hero all day because I love watching them break. Yeah. (laughs) So horrible, but I love it. I love watching their shell just start to shatter when it comes to the heroine. Mm -hmm. And so for Duke, he was kind of like a little bit of like an homage to like just my love of grumpy heroes. And just like, just of all the heroes that I've spent years and years reading because I've been reading romance Self or something i don't know Same. probably you know it's like probably too young it's fine and so like all these years of being like oh this is my favorite type of hero like that's just who i wanted to like dig into with duke and i really wanted to play into even though it is not a ya book by any means um why romance really play like really does a really good job of that tension and that like does he like me does he not like me yeah and, like, where the hero is kind of just like just not necessarily the most open and so I kind of wanted to um kind of play into that a little bit because it just I remember those butterflies when I would read romance as like a teenager and I yeah to, like really like pull that into this book well you did
0: it okay because I was like oh my god this is I love if I am reading a book and I'm completely silent like I'm just like Then I'm not enjoying it. All right. I am not enjoying a book until I like have to put it down and I have to be like, oh my God, she's never gonna recover from this ever. No way that this chick is going to recover. Or like when the dude does something douchey and I'm like, girl, you better, oh my god, girl, if you don't smack the shit out of this man immediately. And so my husband always knows when I'm enjoying it because he'll be like, uh, he like I'll be talking to myself and he'll be like, good book, and I'm like, it's great. So, really it. Level. um and i loved all the rest of these books in the series i just wanted to go with the og because they were the first um they were all super amazing and like i said it's like a big thing when i only when i read like lighter romance you know mm-hmm. um and actually enjoy them stevie knows this of all things uh so congratulations on a great series but that is my portion stevie is now up next <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like a television show. Yeah, <laughs> over. Awesome. <It is> <laughs> okay, so we're
1: we're gonna go to Nola Hearts because this is one of my favorite series.
2: Oh, I'm so happy you love it.
1: And I love it's. I mean, obviously, it takes place in New Orleans, which is one of my favorite cities. I've been to New Orleans multiple times. Oh, I'm so glad. It's such a it's such a fun fun place. It really is. I actually the last time I actually got to go was when I was I want to say almost ten years ago, um because. My uncle is from Louisiana. Oh, is he? Yes, he's from Baton Rouge. Oh, cool. And then his brother is the top neonatal something specialist in Louisiana.
2: Whoa. They fly him all
1: over the place. So we were actually down there for a cruise. We were cruising out from Louisiana, and we were able to go to Emeralds Restaurant in New Orleans. Yes. So I got there two, I think two days before and two days after the cruise. So that way we could spend all this time. I just went like, away from the city. Oh, we did. Oh, I did. I can't tell you how many times I went to Cafe Du Monde while I was there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I will go eat beignets until I'm like dead.
2: I mean, it's delicious. One of my best friends, he's born and raised here, but he does he lives in, um, he lives in Indianapolis now and whenever he comes home he's like I have to lose like 10 pounds because I'm gonna
1: <gasps> gain all 10
2: I'm gonna gain all 10 and then plus um on top of that <laughs> and so like Oops, yes. yeah he spends like the month before he comes down he's just like I'm in the gym and I'm like how is it and he's like I'm down like three pounds Got about seven more to go I guess <laughs> <'Cause> he just <laughs> comes home and eats his mama's gumbo and he just like he just goes to all his favorite places and then he <sighs> I felt like I on. would need
1: to do that to go back there.
0: I love gumbo. Oh my god.
1: Y'all it's just made me hungry. Of course, <laughs> when we went to my my grandmother, her my great grandfather was in the military, so they lived there at one point. And we got to we had this cab driver like give us a tour. Oh cool. He was so nice. And he was actually a transplant from when uh the hurricanes had happened and he moved from I think it was Haiti. Oh wow. And he I- he had people so much knowledge.
2: Yeah, the people are here so nice. When I moved here, I'll never forget. Um, we were, we, me and my mom came to visit the school before I, I came down here for college, and so we got in the cab. And uh, my dad used to be a cabbie, so up in Boston. So like, I mean, we're always just chit chatting or whatever. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, if you're gonna live here, he goes, you should you should see the city some. And so I kid you all not, he literally took us like on an hour and a half, like literally we had <laughs> we still had our suitcases. I love it. In an hour and a half just around the city and was like, Oh, here's this place and here's this place. Oh, this is where you're gonna be going to school, like blah blah blah, and all over the place. And we were just like, You were wonderful. Thanks for having us. It was awesome. It made it that much
1: more fun. Yeah, it's
2: like it's a yeah, it's such a good city. Anytime we're like, We're gonna move, we're like, Yeah, we're, no, we're not
1: <laughs> we're saying <laughs> I would love to live there. First of all, I love ghost tours and I, when, when we did one of the um graveyards down there I was obsessed
2: it oh girl I live next to a cemetery they are yes so
1: much fun yeah oh, I used god.
2: to give ghost tours which has like ended up in books of mine where it's like sprinkled in um but I live next to one and it's really funny the amount of people that are like oh that's so new world and then you have the people that are like oh my god and I'm like but I have a lot of jokes like dad jokes
1: I love it. <laughs> Double <laughs> Jeopardy was one of my favorite movies and there was a scene from, the New Orleans, from New Orleans in there and it was filmed there. So I was like, I there's need to one, do one of these.
2: There's one movie and y'all, I can't remember what it is right now, but it was filmed in New Orleans. Why can't I remember? In any case, it was filmed up in a cemetery up to, like uh, near the Garden district. And in the, in the movie, they have to have sex on a tomb. And so they... Did you know the movie thing where it's like not quite happening? Yeah, the archdiocese found out and banned (gasps) all movies from ever being filmed inside like New Orleans again.
1: Good job, good job. I I feel like wasn't there a scene in the originals where that happened? Probably. Like I'm I'm sure that there was
0: because I feel like
1: the because the originals takes place in New Orleans, so it would wouldn't surprise me if it happened in that show.
2: They filmed it in like Natchitoches
0: i could be wrong i love new orleans my grams is originally from new orleans however i would not enjoy living there the humidity (laughs) humidity for my hair
2: yeah you just accept it you just like it's just like an acceptance but like a sad acceptance you're like i don't look like now
0: but see i don't want to (laughs) accept it because my hair is like frizzy right now and it's the humidity in north carolina is like negative you know and so i don't I went to, I went to no I went to New Orleans a bunch of times to visit my grams and like, yeah, I literally have like a jerry curl, like when I, when I, when I go there. So I'm like, I can't, I can't live there. And she you can I
1: know, about My hair being up and I'm like, I live in Baltimore and the humidity here is ridiculous sometimes. Like,
0: I, water,
2: right. <laughs> Cause it's right. It's like right on the water. So it's pretty. It yeah. Gets yeah. Humid.
0: And I want to live somewhere wet and cold she wants to go to seattle i was gonna say washington (laughs) so that's that's my that that's my that's where i need to be but i love i know i love new orleans i love it it's a great place to live
1: so how much of your own life played a role in writing this series since it takes place in new orleans
2: i will say of all of my books the nola hart series has the most of my like personal life or Mm -hmm. like like snippets of my personal life like Thrown into it you know um like uh say it will be mine where she uh shay goes on a she takes uh julian on a ghost tour i used Mm -hmm. to give ghost tours and so i was like they're gonna go on a ghost tour (laughs) why why won't they go on a ghost tour yeah Um, and then a lot of like different cases since the heroes are all law enforcement my husband is a police officer here and so I stole a lot of bits and pieces of, like, experiences that he's had or people he's talked to have all been thrown, you know, into the books yeah. themselves. So it's, it's funny sometimes where people will be like, that is, that is just so fiction. like That would never happen. I'm like,
0: but <laughs> it But it did. But it did. <laughs> <laughs> I literally hold up. I'm looking at something real quick. All I'm thinking of is that your husband now looks like the guy from CSI New Orleans. Like that's all immediately. Yeah, like immediately is what I'm thinking of.
2: Like I've never, I've never seen CSI, uh, but but maybe maybe he does. It's know. so good.
0: You NCIS? No, I'm talking about CSI New Orleans. I don't think CSI did in New Orleans. Yes, they did. Hold up. I'm Googling it right now.
1: Because CSI did Vegas, New York, and- um, New Orleans. I'm looking at it right now.
0: Yes. I, yeah, they did. And Lucas is- Black- Oh, no, and that then was- it didn't last very long because I didn't watch it. It literally is on the television every single time I turn it on, Stevie. Okay. And it's on at like 3 a.m. Why do you think I know this? Because yeah, I'm- yeah, Just okay. like you watch Criminal Minds all the time. his <laughs> name
2: <Yeah. laughs> is Lucas Black.
0: Yeah, like now that's all I'm. Well, I, I don't know. If that,
2: that not the hairline, but I can see the. I can you see. Know, the, you have to eye.
0: watch him in the television show. <laughs> he, he yeah, but like, ignore the fact he has a terrible Louisiana accent. Like, ignore that completely. He like yeah. is acting a Louisiana accent, and you can tell. <laughs> like,
2: and you're like, oh. well, especially because like I, I mean, y'all have been here, so you probably know. But when I moved here, I came from Boston, and I was like. I moved, and I was like, is everyone from Jersey? Did
0: did everybody come
2: from Jersey? Did they (laughs) migrate? They migrate, and so I was so confused, and I didn't realize until later on that, um, that New Orleans has the second highest Italian population, Mm -hmm. and ironically, or maybe not ironically, the accents morphed, if you will, the same exact way, so, like, no, everybody's not from Jersey, but they just sound like they're from Jersey.
1: Yeah. There's um, actually a girl on TikTok who is from Louisiana and mm -hmm. they, these people, TikTok are, there's some mean people on TikTok Oh, and they put her accent so bad. And she tries to explain to them, like, depending on where you live in Louisiana, your accent changes. And Mm -hmm. she has like, the way she says mayonnaise, I will never forget the way she says mayonnaise because it's (laughs) completely weird, but I like her accent and she tells people she's like I grew up in like in the bayou pretty much and when you're in the bayou the accents are even thicker
2: they're so thick when yeah we got people down in like Eunice and Sunset Louise oh it's like it's real thick I mean I like when people come here and this I definitely added in like the books too like um where when people are like oh how do you pronounce something if I'm like if you think it's wrong it's probably right
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like sounds know. wrong like,
2: like if you think it's wrong it's probably right like burgundy yeah. is not pronounced burgundy it's burgundy like the street or they yeah. say cement instead of cement like like it just it's, it's not like a yeah. normal southern southern thing but even um not actually it's
0: like a it's like a like a melting pot of accents honestly and see my grams was originally they migrated from france when my great-grandmother was pregnant with my grandmother right so moving to new orleans was it wasn't i mean it was a culture shock but it wasn't like dialect wise because creole is so close to the french dialect that you can shift it really easily but honestly it's like a melting pot of like italian french and some type of southern bayou <laughs> dialect, and i love it i literally like my grams like now i don't my grams was not jersey my grams was definitely like creole like Creole, yeah like she was definitely <laughs> not jersey but That's i love it so it's across the it's across the river <laughs> Yeah, I, I, but I love it. I love, I love New Orleans accents. They're the, they're so much cooler than mine. My uncle's
1: is still really thick, and he's been in Maryland for a long time.
2: Wow, I don't, I, Michael, like my husband, likes to joke around that I don't really sound like anything anymore. Because if I say certain words, I sound like I'm from Boston. When I moved here, I yeah, had, when you I say Boston, a, yeah, I had a thick accent, and then, but I've been here for 12 years, and then for yeah. a while I lived in England, so it's like I just don't, I
0: just sound like a mutt when you say boston i immediately know that you are from new england <laughs> and you're like oh i i hear it now yeah immediately <laughs> yeah
2: um yeah, so it's it's a lot of whenever i write anything in New Orleans, especially the the series it's a lot of fun like adding things in um like i the first scene that i knew in Sail be mine that i wanted to write was when she's seeing when Shay's hiding the tampon aisle at like the walgreens whatever and she's in she sees Brady for the first time in like 12 years and he's wearing a red dress and like she's been gone for so long that she's completely forgotten the red dress run which happens here every single August where everybody comes out in their red dresses and she's just like what in the world is even going on so it's a lot of fun to like bring especially because I live here where I'm like bringing in little you know like locations and Mm -hmm. throwing them into the books
1: I love it yeah, I love that. It makes it more authentic to me, especially for people who have been there and know. Like, they're like, oh, I know that. <laughs> I mean, I've wow. heard about it a lot from my uncle over the years, but. So Say, you Bu- say You'll say you Be Mine is actually my favorite of the four.
2: Well, I'm so glad you love that one. Because
1: I like Shaylen so much and I love their grandma- their grandmothers.
2: Oh, Mamie Elaine. <laughs> I, I
1: love her. <laughs> her. Like. <laughs> I want her to be my grandmother.
2: (laughs) She's amazing. It's actually, it makes me so happy to hear that you love Shay, uh, because she's definitely, I think, of all of my heroines that I've ever written. I think she's my most polarizing, Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's because if you've been in her shoes, then you know exactly how she feels, and you know the struggle of, like, going away but coming back and trying to find your footing but you feel like you're just at a loss like you don't really know where you're going which when I wrote that book that's definitely how I felt and so I kind of poured myself into her character um Mm -hmm. but other people are like why why would why would she make those decisions you know and so she's definitely one of those heroines that if you if you've been in those sort of predicaments or understandings like you will completely understand where she's coming from and like you'll really find her you know you'll empathize with her kind of yeah. struggles she and goes
1: through then, a lot
2: she does go through a lot and actually um maybe Elaine is one of the characters that I knew from the beginning that I wanted to write like I just loved the idea of her I love this like southern belle the woolen's socialite you know and she like just the meddling and everything because i mean in many ways she's based off my own grandmother she's just (laughs) southern or or like a socialite um you know where she uh like my i'm greek and i never forget i had a high school boyfriend and it was like the summer and my grandmother wanted to send me to this greek dating camp Go to me. so and i was like i'm dating someone she's like he's not greek and like literally wanted to sh- like sh- like push me off to like go find a it. Greek boyfriend and yeah. so they're so like may may where she's like has this whole crazy scheme of like this in- fake engagement and chaelin's like what are you even talking about like can we not <laughs> uh, <laughs> it
0: just reminded me of some a little bit more exaggerated but totally something my grandmother would do literally no joke that is actually actively my grams or you like she passed away sadly but re- she oh, used Lord. to be like that right oh you're fine it used to be like um is he catholic like that was the biggest <laughs> like thing ever like is he catholic though like and i'm like grams like i don't follow you. is he catholic <laughs> no what <laughs> <laughs> does, this <matter? laughs> like, does this matter like jesus grams chill remain calm honey but yeah so i get that i think it's a grandma thing honestly
2: it's totally a grandma thing so it was really fun it was really really fun to write her um especially because i think she provided a lot of comedic relief because shane brady with the second like it's definitely there are definitely like some more angstier parts so like mm-hmm. to have that like bit of humor to kind of off balance it you know yeah
0: it worked yeah.
1: now here's my question because this is a question that authors hate us asking
2: go, go for it
1: so if this was to be turned into a TV or movie, who would you cast in the roles?
2: Oh, that's so. That's such a good question. So ironically, I'm not an author who has celebrity muses when I write. Yeah, it.
0: it's, Me.
1: I, I feel like that's ninety percent of the authors. <laughs> yeah, I think
2: people with like their Pinterest boards, and they're like, "And this is like who might play my character," and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know that." Like, I just yeah. I really picture them just like fully fledged in my head. Um, but I definitely could see for brady like brady would need maybe not he would need like a this sounds so weird he would need a cross between like a henry cavill and like a ryan reynolds <gasps> then, like we would need like like a like a weird blend because he's super kind of like he's very alpha and like in the henry cavill way like superman sort of thing but henry, at the same time but he's super he's super witty and funny the way ryan is and he's always down to make like a quick joke so i feel like we would need somebody who could like
0: just like henry is the love of my life period <laughs> and not superman henry because i'll be honest with you i superman. mean i love me the witcher henry that's who i like
2: i don't think brady's quite as like dirty as the <laughs> witcher <love> henry.
0: Henry. <laughs> hold up let me find this it is the work okay so i'm like a horror movie buff right yeah Um, and this is the worst horror movie I've ever watched my whole life. So the only reason you need to go watch it is for Henry. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So it was a long time. Okay. So it's in, okay. So Hellraiser it's in like the, I think it's like the third one or something like that. It's called hell world. And he is in that one. When I tell you that this man is the hottest and he's young, Henry, like young in this movie. And I was like, the things, the illegal things <laughs> that I would do to this man is insane. The movie itself is trash. Um,
2: no offense I'd watch, to whoever yeah, made like,
0: Hellraiser, but not my thing. Anyway, that's, that's so funny. I, I love it. Him. There's a cool. club scene he has a mask on. I was like, God, I have a, I'm have having a literal heart attack right now. What is happening? <laughs> You're all
2: like, so, your day for it. Um, yeah. And then for Shay, I think that I would pick like hmm i don't want to quite say go emma watson ways because i think emma's a bit too serious per shay but she has i feel like the kind of vibes but if emma was more like voluptuous okay wait what about like
0: no okay so wait is emma stone too funny maybe
2: if we had a, a blend of both emma's
0: okay gotcha gotcha so like in if it MS- Emma, they had a baby it wouldn't be
2: that. <laughs> yeah it would be that because i feel like shay is also really really funny but just but she's not as quite as vocal about it at least in the beginning of the book by the end of the book i feel like she's definitely more like and she's come to her own she feels way more comfortable in her own skin and she's like down for down for anything down for
1: yeah i'm here for that here for it yeah, I'm, I I like it. like so
0: Stevie, what are you doing? You have another question.
1: <laughs> no, I was thinking for a second. What is next for you going into the end of 2021 and the beginning of
2: 2022? So in actually two weeks, less than two weeks. Y'all, I don't math, but it's coming. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like, math either. I'm like, I don't math is um. Made in Ruin, which is my first mafia romance, but it's set in Woolens. So it's been a lot of fun to be oh. back in the city. And,
0: um, nice,
2: yeah, it's like to be pulling to pull back on it and then like to be diving back into like because I love pulling threads from the city, the history here, and like how do I kind of unwind that. Um, so that's coming on November 19th. I am so sorry if you can hear my dogs playing. You're fine. Um, and, uh, so that, well, yeah, that is like kind of like a dark mafia age gap, slightly forbidden. It's a so lot. Are you doing
0: like mob, Irish mob, like? It's Italian. Italian. They're going to do Italian okay, yeah.
2: mafia because I really wanted to play in um that how the mafia, the mafia, who knew the mafia originally came to New Orleans first. Like that's that's where the term mafia was coined was here, and then it kind of, you know spread everywhere else. Yeah, um, and so it's definitely italian you do see a cameo yeah. from lincoln asher from the blood duet which i know people love him so there, that's really exciting um but i it belongs to the underworld kings world which is like a series of standalones but we everything has have some yeah. time to desolation new york so um
0: trisha wolf just released a book in that yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: marriage and malice so yeah there's a, been a bunch of really amazing books have been put out so they're not like you don't have to read them in order like you don't have to like you know some are novellas some are full length um but it belongs in that kind of like under world so it was really fun. I was really excited when they asked if I wanted to participate and I was like this is this is a reason for me to bring a book back to back to the world and kind of dig back into that mm-hmm. um and then right after that will be the third book a new king in my broken crown series mm-hmm. and um and then i'll be doing a spin-off series from the broken crown after that
0: exciting so stuff exciting stuff congratulations we're excited to see them and read them you. and you know all that good jazz um, so we're going to shift gears and move to writing questions, um, so are you a plotter, a pantser, or somewhere in between with the word we like to call a planter?
2: Oh, I like the planter terminology, I've not yeah. heard of that before, and I'm a fan, um, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I am not a plotter, um, I am, but I am like a, like, a, I am like a, I see this one vision in this book, like, I have this one scene, it usually it starts with a scene, and I'm like, I know that scene. I know that that's gonna happen, and it's usually like this really big epic moment. And so I'll and I'll when I sit down to write, I'll have kind of gone through the history of the characters, and then I'll start write. I write linearly. I can't write out of order. And mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll start writing. Um, but this usually means that the first half of the book takes me forever because I don't plot, and I'm like, oh, that was an idea that I had that didn't work, pan out the way I thought it would, and so I have to like go back or I'm like oh my god this is way more epic and then I have to (laughs) go back and like re restructure it I find that when I plot I lose interest I I understand that but I I I just don't I I get I have there's a lack of excitement for me because I like to be surprised like I want that like like so when like someone's reading the book and they're surprised I'm like, yeah, I was surprised too in that moment. Like it got, <laughs> it got me too. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so, yeah. So I'm definitely, I guess you could say a planter. I have like maybe one to three things I know have to happen in the book, but otherwise I just go full steam ahead and I just jump into writing.
0: I feel like I call myself a planter, but I think I'm a plotter. Like Are the you? more the more people talk to me about what they plants, I'm like, I think I might be a plotter because
2: Levels of it, like I have a friend where she like breaks down every chapter in the book, Mm -hmm. and then not just by chapter, but like in the in the chapter, she'll like go
0: beat by beat of like like like, cause and effect shit. Like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's terrifying. I don't like that. I do (laughs) do not do that. Um, but I do like I do do really heavy character outlines. Like, I have like a hundred questions, uh, character interview questions uh mostly just because I like to I don't know I want like I literally this is the most schizophrenic crazy shit you've ever heard in your whole life but I'll literally like sit in my desk and act like I'm interviewing these people like I'll ask these questions out loud and it helps me like it, like figure out their dialect and like certain terms that they say yeah. that other people don't say like do they take the g's off of like you know certain like ing words or you know that kind of thing like you know some of the guys like throw their feet up on the table and put their arms behind their head like like mm-hmm. their mannerisms and stuff so it helps me like make these people very real which helps me write them more real right it's easier because i know them um i'll do heavy out character outline and then i'll plot 10 chapters at a time like i'll do 10 chapters like i usually know like where the beginning needs to go and then from those 10 chapters i'll be like okay now we can get funky with yeah. it and then now we're, you know. we're do 10 chapters more so i don't know i don't know but i feel like everybody else is like where you are and i'm like so i'm not a planter i'm a plotter basically what we're saying is is i am a type a person and i do oh, have she is play. a type a person <sighs> which is stupid because i forget a lot of things so it's yeah like hence why i am her pa, PA.
2: <laughs> I feel like, like I'm a type A in everything, but my like, but the words though, if that makes sense. Yeah, Absolutely. Everything like super type A, but when it comes to words, I'm like, no, nah, I just gotta, I just gotta, just settle in and just like yeah. sit down and put some music on and like just go to town. And going. Yeah, just yeah, going.
0: So I'm like, what is the even point of me being a type A if I'm like as forgetful and messy? Like it's like I'm a mess, but like I know that my chapstick is next to my t-shirt on the floor next to the bed. You get me? <laughs> like I'm organized, but I'm a mess, you know? So it's fine. It's whatever. Anyways, um, so do you have any interesting writing quirks like eating Twizzlers or like when you sit down, do you have to be wearing a certain pair of socks or something weird it's, off?
2: It's not necessarily that, but I but it comes to music if that makes sense so I might not be like the like I I mean I'm gonna be honest with y'all confessional like if I'm in deadline like shower what shower like I'm wearing the same sweatshirt because I haven't changed in five days like okay um, (laughs) you're like it's it's too late to turn back honestly it's kind (laughs) of
0: like uh if I step in the shower right now I might wash away the words you know like it's like
2: it's it's too late so I don't really have like characteristic or quirks like that but Mm -hmm. I definitely have like when it comes to music if the if a song is working for me and for that book I will not change it yeah I will listen I will listen to the same song if it's a thousand times it's a thousand times but then (laughs) like one day I'll wake up and the sound of that like the very listening to that one song is like nails on a chalkboard and I'm like oh my god no I can't and so then it starts the process of like, like I can spend a whole day trying to find a new song to write to. And if nothing, if nothing is working, I'm like, I guess I'm writing in silence. Because
0: like, I can't, I can't.
2: like, so I, and I don't really, I can't listen to stuff with words. So okay. it's all like instrumental movie soundtracks, film scores, yeah. so, you know, stuff like that. Like I can not do words because then I'm like, oh, I can listen to words and stuff like that. I can find songs for a playlist like when I'm like walking the dogs and thinking about a book yeah oh yeah that's a good song that totally reminds me of the the characters but when Mm -hmm. it comes to writing I can't and so yeah so I will listen to a song a thousand times and then literally wake up one day and be like no no I cannot and Michael, my husband always knows because I'm like moving around and I'm like huffing and puffing and he's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, the song's not working anymore. He's like, oh God.
0: <laughs> oh here we go. Here we I, go. He's like, put your headphones on, please. <laughs> I literally, I listen to scary movie soundtracks. They're the oh, best to listen to. So like this recent book that I re- wrote, I wrote the entire thing to the Hellfest soundtrack. I'm gonna it so the good. Hellfest
2: soundtrack. I don't it's, think I've it, listened to
0: that one. It's so good and creepy. And I have these noise canceling headphones and I turn the lights off and I have my hood up and I'm like, oh my God, there is a man that is going to jump <laughs> out on me. She's coming. <laughs> It very, I don't know. It like is really good. And also I really love when like Spotify has like the soundtrack in order of how the movie goes, because I feel like I'm building up. Like the more the songs like keep going up, I'm like, oh my God, the climax, like the climax is coming. Like this is insane, you know? So I listen to that. And then I also have this one called Graveyard, Dark and Spooky Atmosphere. And it's all just very creepy.
2: listen to that. Is it, like a, is, it like a, is it like a YouTube video?
0: No, I mean it's on Spotify, but I'm just okay. sure there's probably is one on YouTube. YouTube has some lit playlists. I could literally type in having sex with the villain playlist and I'm right there. Yeah. It is literally there.
2: There's a playlist that I love and it's called like it's called Rise of a Villain and it's, oh. it's little and I'm like this is the most perfect playlist ever. Thank you. But
0: I'm going to send you a playlist.
2: Do you ever get like that? I can't I can't li- if some if certain albums were into certain books like right now with when i was when i've been writing made in ruin mm-hmm. i was like i really want to listen to this album that i was writing with when i was writing a new king but i can't that's a new king's album and, yeah. like, and i tell that to myself I'm like you sound like a weirdo like you sound oh. like a freak like what are you even talking about but i'm like no i can't like those this album belongs to those characters exactly can't cross-pollinate so let's go i get you <laughs> find some new albums to listen to
0: I'm still going to send you this uh, YouTube playlist. It's literally called songs that psychopaths listen to when they're killing and then it marks out killing and says cleaning. It is the best playlist. It's what I've been listening to like recently as of recent because I haven't found a movie soundtrack that I like right now, but definitely going to send it to you because um, you like it. that. Please do. So good. All right. So what do you like to do when you're not writing?
2: What, what am I not writing? I'm just kidding. Um, and <laughs> silence. silence. Nothing. I don't have a i um, I'm just kidding. Uh, you. So if I'm not writing, so I have this weird um, like if it's just like if I'm still in the writing stages but I'm just not writing at that moment, then mm-hmm. it's a lot of hiking or not even just hiking but like going around the city and just like finding new places to walk around because it makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'll binge a lot of tv shows like she would go
0: hiking in vegas with me ma'am
2: um when i but when i as soon as i release a book i block off a week and i do nothing but read like i'll and i'll I'll post and be like oh like read this book that i wrote but i uh, but i'm not writing like i'm just reading like i save all these books that i've like been wanting to read and then I'll just binge them for a solid week like I'll read 3 or 4 in a day and be like this was the best day of my life because I struggle to like if I'm in the midst of heavy writing um mm-hmm. this past year I've gotten a lot more into audiobooks which has helped um so I can like listen while I'm walking and stuff uh but I struggle to read while I'm writing same I, I don't know if it's like edit so it's weird so I save everything and then I have like a massive like reading spree
0: i think it's because my brain is like if i'm writing something and i'm like very heavy in that plot and then something in somebody else's plot is like oh my god i could write a book about the, oh my god what if you did this and i'm like no 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 no, stop
2: exactly. so i yeah. just don't
0: i don't As even more, do
2: it. more into audiobooks because of that so i can like get my my like book fix in but it feels different coming in an audiobook form
0: yeah like the I, only I,
2: person but go ahead Oh, no, I was going to say, like, I've been binging, um, him again, uh, from Serena Bowen and L Kennedy, but, mm. like, I've, I'm now on the second audiobook, but I've already listened to these, like, 15 times.
0: I love it. The only person that I will stop my writing process for, if they release a book in the middle of it, I don't have to worry about it often, because she releases, like, pretty like, spaced out from each other is Penelope Douglas. I literally don't even give a shit. I could be, like, on a deadline. My deadline's tomorrow. Have to write eight chapters to get it done. She releases a book that day. I guess I'm going to have to push the deadline, ladies. <laughs> gotta I'm not sleeping it.
2: tonight. It's, fu- it's, it's all fine. I don't even care.
0: And it's like my brain won't let me do it either. It's like she has a book out and you haven't read it. And we're not going to let you think about anything else until you finish it. So... I don't even care. It's fine. That's why she just needs to let me on her arc team. You know, even though I'm an author and I'm not a blogger and I'm not her personal friend, she could do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> just, let
2: it, just let it happen. It's going to be fine.
0: Penelope, it's fine. Anyways, sorry. Um, so what is the weirdest thing that you've ever had to Google for a book? This is like my favorite author question ever.
2: Um, so ironically, maybe not. So I often... rid of a lot of characters in my books, especially my later books.
1: Talking about kill people?
2: Yeah, they die. Okay, yeah.
1: All right, you pull the Molly McAdams. This is how we reference this. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't do it to the main characters usually, but like sometimes you know the side characters, they gotta go. Um and so sometimes Google like I'll be like, how do I get rid of somebody? but like with this specific parameter yeah yeah happen um or sometimes if need be I will be like I will message my husband's coworkers who were all former like Navy Seals yeah. and stuff and I'm like hi how do I not quite kill somebody but I need them to pass out but I but I but it needs to be quick and I can't leave marks in their body and they're like hold please and it just like- stuff. <laughs> that's literally me why is this my life you. thank you so much i'm like i know i can't i can't credit you in the book but i appreciate it a lot um so that's definitely like the craziest stuff i've googled but i will say the hardest thing that i've ever written this is slight spoiler for people who have not read love me tomorrow and the put a ring on it series so if you've not read it
0: don't listen this me. part. I'm going to
2: listen to this now. Um, Owen the hero is colorblind. And so I, and he's a tattoo artist. And so I found this, found this site that allows you to see, because there's different types of colorblindness. So mm-hmm. you're able to plug in, um, upload pictures. Yeah. And you can shift the site to show you from that color Perspective of colorblindness. What would somebody? Oh,
0: think? that's dope.
2: And so I, every single, there's no mention of color in his point of view until you find out that he's colorblind. It is not ever mentioned. Mm-hmm. But the minute that you find out he is, I would upload every single scene. I would find a picture of that would represent whatever he he's at the tattoo parlor, if he's out at the boat dock, if he's down in the bayou. I would yes. find pictures and I would upload them and I would I would write it down for beta and pull that into the book so you could you would see it as he saw it as opposed to and, and describe actually you know the shades and the blending and all of that as opposed to just being like oh he's colorblind you know oh that's and so cool it. so that was so I have like the craziest stuff where it's like you know um like the killing side <laughs> But then, but in terms of like the hardest or like the most, I would say fascinating thing that I've done for that like, in terms of like Googling, Googling for a book was definitely Owen with his colorblindness and and doing a really accurate representation of a trial for his type that wasn't just like a, you know, a stroke of like, oh, he's colorblind. Like, what is he
0: actually seeing? I love that. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's my favorite thing ever I've ever heard on this podcast. It's my favorite. That's I love it. Very-
2: oh, thank you. It was I'm- really interesting and it was but it was also quite difficult because you don't realize until you're writing it how much your own um and it all started actually because um my he's like an older brother um one of my friends he was taking his wife they were going to be going to iceland and he was like she's so and he's told me multiple times he's colorblind but y'all but sometimes you don't remember these things because it's not something that's like in your face yeah so he was like she wants to see the northern lights and he's like i mean he goes, I guess I'll take her because like it's gonna make her happy, but it doesn't mean anything to me. And I was like, what? And he's like,
0: He can't I
2: mean, see them. He, he wouldn't be able to see them. Like he's he's there, but like and that's know, my heart he, really upset. Yeah. And so that's where that's where Owen's whole, his entire character and plot line came from that one single conversation. Yeah. And so I I really, really wanted to lean into that idea of like what he can actually see um and and how does that affect him especially doing something like tattooing which generally speaking you know people are you know so he keeps it a secret so um so yeah it was really it was a really cool book to write um but it was also quite difficult because you're just like battling what you visually what you yourself see and then having to remind yourself that 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 that's not accurate for this character
0: yeah i love that I also have a group of friends who are past, like, none of them are past, the well, yeah, one's currently in the military, but, like, past, like, firefighters, and my husband is a, used to be a police officer until we moved, Mm -hmm. Um, so I literally have a group called A Thousand Ways to Die on Snapchat of all of my guy friends in one group, and I will message them and be like, Um, so Google's not giving me a definitive answer on if I can flush a body down a toilet so like after it's been dissolved in acid for a little while so like can I do that and they'll send me like I have this one friend his name is Noah and the other two are like fucking they're idiots they'll send me stuff but it'll be like short little things Noah will go into like heavy detail he's like yeah you could definitely do it but you're gonna need to make sure that you dissolve the acid like it needs to make sure that when you pour it out that the acid is not gonna like burn through your toilet like he is so detailed with it and I'm like you know what this is how this is so accurate I love you guys so much like, thank you
2: like and then yeah, you know, I was like detail do I want to get with this like do I want to make readers squeamy or do I just, wanna,
1: oh, do I just I wanna definitely wanna want to go for it I definitely <laughs> want I <laughs>
0: Definitely. He, I literally was like, could I flush said liquid body down a toilet in, you say, two days? And they were like, once it dissolves, I wouldn't see any issue with it. But yeah, I'd say you could. And, and like, that one's like, yeah, the concentration has completely dissolved. The body and the sulfuric acid is now diluted and can be flushed. And I was like, all right, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. So two days You're it is. You're like, good. <laughs> and cut until uh, I'm back at it again with like another very horrific way to like torture people. It was, it's so bad so bad they're like what are you writing <laughs> you're like just don't
2: bad. ask questions y'all it's mm. f- and romance they're like is it though <laughs> yeah is it
0: though and I literally was like I literally was like I need like unique ways to torture people with like fire or like heat or you know like wax And yeah, like, what the fuck are you writing people falling in love or are you just <laughs> writing people getting murdered and I was like I just need the details don't ask but yeah. All right. So that is my writing questions for you. It is now Stevie's turn with reading questions. And I'm going to pop off here just real quick, but I'll be right back. Stevie, you take it away, ma'am. Okay. You go do your thing. So what book has your favorite
1: cover? Now this can be one of your own or somebody else's.
2: Oh, can I do
1: two? Like, yes, yeah, so you can do one, of, one of each.
2: Yeah. I was like, can I do one of each? So I think of mine, I'm torn. I'm torn between Love Me Tomorrow, which is the one I was just talking about, put a ring on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just this beautiful, this like beautiful red. The couple is just like so gorgeous on it. Like I'm obsessive. And then the special edition of, I'll grab it. The special edition of Sound of Badness, which is like the new cover. My designer did them and it's this, you can't really tell. Um, that is great. Like so it's really, really cool. And i I'm, I'm super obsessed with it. So I think of mine, it's between Love Me Tomorrow and Um Sound of Madness. And then of somebody else's cover, I think my favorite one recently is I'm trying to pick between two of them. Because they're both like super different from each other. And okay. name them okay so one of them is antichrist from um almo jones Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've seen that one i i don't know why but when i was scrolling and i saw it i literally stopped dead in my tracks and it's like between the smoke between like him the model and then the smoke and then the font like i literally was like yes like i want this this book's not out but i want this book (laughs) like that like i really really liked i really really liked that cover and then, um, on the other side of like the spectrum, like not the model side, um, I really, really love the, um, Jennifer Armatrout's, her, um, oh my goodness, why am I, the, her Gilded Crown, like that series. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that, like those covers to me are just stunning. So mm-hmm. like I see them, I'm like, oh my god I love those covers so I really like like I said I'm told I like love model covers but I also love super cool fantasy covers at the same time so like I'm of my recent ones Amma Jones's Antichrist is definitely a favorite of mine I love that one and I love her
0: in general she kills it every single time she
2: She brings it and so like I saw that cover and I I was just saying to Stevie I literally was just like oh my god that's that's (laughs) (laughs) I and then like I said, also the fantasy realm which Jennifer Armotroutz, her uh gilded crown, like her gilded so series, those ones are so pretty to me too. So
1: I'm partial now because I love MJ's um the lies with steel cover. That's my favorite to, cover right now.
2: I have to look it up. I don't think I've seen it. You have it next to you? Yeah. Do you oh do you have it? I was gonna go search it. Oh, that's so cool. That crown that not crown. Oh, my god, the skull. Oh. That is so cool. Yeah, I I'm such, Are you, how can I ask you not to veer off course? How early in advance do you do your covers? Like do you um, do before you write the book or do you do you write the book and then get the
0: cover done? Um, I would that say, one. Um, <laughs> I, Um, it depends on like the series, like usually for the first one, I have the, I don't have the book wrote, but I know what I want for the, like the idea of the whole story. So I can usually ballpark it of like what vibe I want. But this one, I was actually working with a cover designer trying to design something for this dark romance series I was doing and nothing was working. Like it wasn't fitting. Like I wanted something edgy and like gothic romance and like pretty, and then CL Matthews, who's another dark romance author, Cassie also does covers. And I was looking at some of her pre-mades that she had posted. Mm-hmm. And this was originally like a pre-made. And I was like, Cassie, I was like, I was like, oh, if I buy this, will you do the rest of the covers? Like, will you do the series covers so they all go together? And she was like, hell yeah. And I was like, then I'm buying it, ho. So I bought it. And it worked.
2: I, love, I always find it interesting to see because some people are like you know I have to write the book first and then and okay. then I'll get a cover done I can't, my designer she gets booked out like I don't know seven or eight months in advance sometimes almost up to a year yeah. so like we just finished a cover that won't come out until probably like May Story of my life just because you're just like oh, I don't like she I can't do it later you know what I mean like yeah I just have to fit in her schedule so I'm like okay perfect but I actually like it because when I started I would like write the book and then be like oh I'm gonna go find it and then I'd be like oh now I have to find like models that like, yeah fit these characters and so I'm like can we change our hair color can we do this can yeah. we do that like and it's just like a struggle whereas now I'm like oh I I like this image
0: mm-hmm. and literally cast- so I'm, gonna do it,
2: I'm gonna make the character off of this person <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's literally just gonna do all of them because she is gonna be booked up like she's gonna do the rest yeah. of the series, like when she does this second book, which i it works for me because a they don't have people on them, so I don't have to worry about people not thinking that the people yeah I it, blah, blah, blah. but I love I'm obsessed with graphic covers. Let me wrong, I love a naked guy, okay, I love it. But Amazon has, like, answered my prayer, right? Because I told myself, I was really surprised with how well this cover did. People loved this cover. And I was like, yes. And people on TikTok love a discreet cover. So I was like.
2: I love the the word discreet cover. That's such a new, like, in the last like what year or so yeah you know what i mean like people just feel like it's an object cover but now people are like it's a discreet cover and i was it's like great. I, I like that i like that word for it
0: yeah and so people like this discreet cover and i was really happy about it but i was like oh my god if they don't like it i have backup images like model images mm-hmm. that i'll use to do like a naked guy because those always yeah. sell but amazon heard my prayer and now they have hardbacks. So I'm going to do a special edition where they're like, I got the naked guys. So I'll have both. Yeah. So,
2: and you don't, you never know. So I had naked guides on my broken crown. Yeah. And um, I got the, I was just showing this one off. I got the special edition for hardcover. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see how these would do as the ebook cover. You never know. You know what I mean? Like maybe people will like them more. They like them more. Yeah. i'm telling you it's
0: like a then, new system
2: so i left the i left the model as the paperback so if someone wants the paperback they can get it off of that guy so you can get yeah. the this one of the ebook or hardcover and then the model is and i love model i love model covers and i don't want to give them up so i'll probably just keep doing like model cover ebooks and then i'll throw on a yeah a, you know, paperback, whatever. Yeah, do. The,
1: Discreet I sh- I showed this to MJ last night when we were talking about it but uh Tia Louise released that book Trouble.
2: Did she do a discreet cover for it?
1: It's coming out in colleen Hoover's Bookworm Box.
2: Oh. And I it is
1: seen... I'm going to pull it out. It is
2: Oh, that's so pretty. I love it. Beauty the and the Beast. That's so pretty. I have to tell her. I, I didn't realize that she was doing that. I love the original cover, but that one's so pretty. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. but she just announced it yesterday on her live that she was going to be in the Bookworm Box for November.
2: Oh, cool. So I ordered
1: mine yesterday.
2: <laughs> I, I literally, I was like, I got to order it.
1: I need this cover. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. she just um, redid the one to hold the whole one to hold series. Yeah. And redid all of those covers, and now I'm a Tia Louise fan from like 12 years ago. No, so I cool. had the original
2: she's always whenever she comes down to the world she's like you ready to go out and I was like I'm ready to go out to you let's do it but it's really it's actually been a lot of fun to see people do different like covers mm-hmm. uh, like I was I love Gianna Darling's Fallen series and so she yes. released the, um, the females the Female. videos, and so I grabbed those hard covers and I was like these are so awesome like me too I, I, I was like, I love this idea of like showing them. And I get it. Cause especially I think females are hard on covers. Yeah. They don't, they just don't mm-hmm. sell. Like, I think you can yeah. discreet covers. I feel like you, you, you can do model or discrete You know what I mean? Yeah. But a female on a cover is so much harder to get it to sell. Like for people to pick them up. So I love that she did that. And I thought they were beautiful. So I grabbed them.
1: <laughs> I like, I like the authors are starting to do the box sets more within the book, like the actual books yeah like Charity Farrell just released her twisted box series in two books mm-hmm. and yeah. both of them have discrete covers one has a um, whiskey glass on it and one has a I think it's a another it's another drink I think it's yeah. tequila and they're both each book has one to two in the first one and three to five in the second
2: and then, well, I think it's also better too because like if you're doing a hardback if you're doing it through Amazon like charge a lot like they, like, because they have their like you can charge it less than this so it's almost like a better deal to do it two-in-one book you know those yeah. mm-hmm. to like just one by itself because they like cost an arm and a leg you're like yeah but then it you have on the, the
1: collectors like like us who will buy all the versions
0: yeah, so, yeah i'm just like do darling do on. she posted those things and i was like oh well there goes fucking nine hundred ninety dollars for me <laughs> I am trying those things um, because I love that series and she's oh really the female covers like every single time she releases a new Fallen Men series now and I was like, where are they? Where is Dead Man Walking and uh, Inked Inkton Lies? Excuse I me! Know. Where are they, Gianna? So
2: out, hoping for a Bat and a uh, Dane mashup. I, I swear to that God that if they one don't one end up,
0: up together I'm gonna be so sad.
2: <laughs> I will cry. Like I will cry real tears and probably like i
0: think the next book is gonna be uh kodiak and cleo like i think that's who it's gonna be
2: i can see that Um, i'm I'm intrigued we don't get that much of kodiak or we haven't seen too too much of him so i'm excited that's the case
0: did you read the bonus scene in her newsletter after dead man walking i don't think i did oh my god you need to okay because like (laughs) kodiak is on Cleo's ass after what happens in Dead Man Walking, and he like basically forces her to go to therapy. Like he shows up and like totes her over his shoulder and like forces that hoe to go to therapy. And I'm like, yes, sir, yes. I was like, give me that, give me all that. Look, yeah. we
1: had Gianna on here, and she refuses to give us any details about. what she's gone. so <laughs> secretive
0: about shit, dude. She holds it so close to her chest. I'm like, how do you do that? I don't-
1: some people are able. To, I'm not one of those people. I'm
2: like <laughs> wobbling with like. I'm like, oh my god, let me tell you about all the things that are happening. You
0: know, <laughs> literally a series that's not going to happen until 2023. I put it on Goodreads. <laughs> yeah. I, I was so fucking paranoid, right, that somebody was going to come up with the idea before I did. So I was like, fuck it, I'll put it on Goodreads so that way people know that I came up with it first.
1: <laughs> she literally, yeah. as soon as the lies we steal came out, we were live on Instagram, and she's like. Everybody's like, who's book two? Who's book who two? And by the end of the time
0: we were on there, she told them who it was.
1: And I'm, I was like, I'm so
0: bad. I was under the pressure. I cracked so <laughs> hard. I can't keep it a secret. Like here I am
1: keeping all the secrets for all my clients. And then that's, your, that's, what, that's what it comes down to, Stevie. You keep the secrets and
2: then
0: she's. I'm so bad at it. It's like well, I her, So two of
1: my, two, two, I have two clients, which is Kat Singleton and then her. And we're all three friends. We were all on live when Founded on Goodbye came out. Oh, my God. And didn't really let this go. She <laughs> drops. I forget. What was it? Did you forget? What did you drop in that? The secret I said it
0: was Sebastian's.
1: Yes, you dropped Sebastian O'Reilly's book in her live. And then we go on for another book and Kat does it to her.
0: Yeah, so we're even. Which I don't care, but I thought that Cat had already told them. Like I knew she hadn't released like the cover or what it was about, but I thought that people knew that it was Sebastian <laughs> Riley up next. So I was like, "Are you excited to write Sebastian and Riley?" And everybody was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "I'm so sorry, Kat so, yeah. I'm so sorry, and she's just
2: like, "I'm I'm gonna get you back for that." But
1: that's oh fine. god, it was but and it was so funny because Cat was like oh my god like she hurried up and put her hand over her mouth and was like it's
0: okay it's fine and but i okay. was like oh god here we go no i try to not go. to I not try to keep my mouth shut on lives now but yeah all right so moving forward next question so maybe.
1: <laughs> what invites you to a book the cover the blurb, the recommendation or a title
2: never the title i will be honest like the title. like i like a good title don't get me wrong like i love a good title but i'm not like a like that title is gonna like sell the deal for me i'm super visual so the Mm -hmm. cover will get me but i'm also really big on like tropes and recommendations like i follow all these booktubers and like and if they're like this book like one of them was um it was called it was called kidnapped by the pirate and it was an mm romance by kira andrews and (laughs) it was so good and they were just like they were I'm just done mentioning done. yeah it was fantastic and I can't remember who who was the one talking about it um and they were like they were just like describing the book and I was like and done like I, they hadn't even finished talking about it and I'd already gone to Amazon and bought it like I was like yeah I'm <laughs> good here like I'm here yeah, I'm doing that right now it's so it is so and then I binged like half of her backlist like I kid you not it was it was delicious. It was so good. Nobody so I, there. Yeah, you're, it's, it's it's sold. I'm here for it. So that's how right. I am as a reader. Like I'm very like I do love a pretty cover, and that will definitely stop me in my tracks. But if the blurb or like just like the nature, I'm also really big on the look inside. I will read the look inside a lot, especially if I've not read the author before, and I'll be like, does this hook me? If not. I wish yeah. I was
0: so. Yeah. I wish I was, like, I wish I was proactive like that, but I'm not. I'm very, like, uh, trigger happy. So I'll see a beautiful cover and buy it and know nothing about it. Like She did that with Claire
1: Contreras' book with Fables and Other Lies.
0: When she came on the podcast, I had just recently read Fables and Other Lies, but I had the book on my shelf for, like, three months. Like, I had no idea it was even romance. That's a beautiful cover, though. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, ooh, buying that. She had no
1: idea it was gothic romance until I called her and told her what it was, and she was like, shut up.
0: I was like, ah, I gotta read it now. But <laughs> honestly, I have done that and it has bit me in the ass. Like, I have so many, I have like some beautiful covers on here, but like the actual book itself, not for me. And I'm like, damn it.
2: Yeah. Or sometimes it. it's just like the, and I think, and I think that's the same thing for every, like, not every author is for every reader. Like, yeah. You know I can look at my reviews and someone be like, this author's not for me. And I was like, thank you for trying me out. <laughs> like, a, yeah, I appreciate it. Have a great day. Um, yeah. but yeah so i don't like if it's i mean if it's like a unicorn author i don't care what they could put out a a cover that literally just has the title and like nothing else and i'm like it's the best thing i've ever seen buying it (laughs)
0: like i don't know yeah
2: like i'm like i love i love her books too so it's like i'm like i don't care what it is i'll read it um but if it's like a newer author yeah i'm definitely like i want to read the look inside and then i want to check the negative reviews for but only because I want us to try to find one that says like this was filthy as fuck. And
0: like, literally. Like, it's like, oh yeah.
2: And I'm like, okay, great. Because I read a lot of historicals. And like some I do get burned a lot with historicals because a lot of times they'll be fate to black. And like I don't want to read a fate to black book. Like I just Not don't a
0: want historical one. romance. Girl. So I
2: I yeah, I go and I'll read the I'll go read the negative reviews and I'll just try to find one that says like, like, I have to go pray for my soul. This was really dirty. And I'm like, great.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I can't do historical when I, 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 I can't i can't do it i tried have you read kerrigan burns Romance
2: series the victorian rebels no okay i recommend that to like anybody who's contemporary who has not read who's not really into historicals okay. because she's essentially writing darker taboo romances but in the victorian era so, like, super anti hero type of vibes, okay, but just not, and super super hot sex. But they're just in like it's almost, I feel like it's like the gateway for people who are like, I don't really get into historicals mm-hmm. to like dive into one. The only thing I want to tell you is in The Highwayman, it's the first book, so so good. Dorian is amazing. The prologue is a little bit slow in the beginning, okay, just go through it and then it's fast paced right after that well see when I
0: pick up a book I never do not finish Mm, even if I hate it
2: I always read through but yeah so just like be aware of the beginning and the prologue it it is a wee bit slow in the beginning but then you will fall in love and like I read that almost two years ago now and Kerrigan Byrne is now like a unicorn author to me like she releases a book I'm like I don't care what it is I'll read it
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to, to, I'm gonna have to
2: Yeah, definitely the Victorian Rebels because like it is essentially like anti-heroes, really strong heroines, super hot sex, Mm -hmm. um, just set in the Victorian period.
0: I feel like statistically, I feel like if you read historical romance, like if if you love historical romance, you don't read as much PNR and then vice versa.
2: I can see that. You know what's really weird? So like I, when I started reading romance, I went from- well it was like the YA section right and then I like dystopian well I went from that to historicals
0: mm-hmm. because
2: like I had found the YA like um Avon it was like this like they had done like this like period it was like Meg Cabot had written one Beverly Jenkins had written one Lorraine Heath like but it was like all YA romances and I was like yeah. oh my God, I want more so I like went to like around the corner to like the adult section of the library and then mm-hmm. <laughs> and then found more historicals but then I went into PNR because Sherilyn Kenyon had written as Kinley McGregor and she would write medieval romances and yeah. so I went from her to Sherilyn as PNR and only read PNR yeah for years I love PNR. and then found Rachel Gibson in hockey romances <laughs>
0: I love PNR. I live and die by PNR. I fucking love it. I don't even care. Give me all the fairy men with the wings, okay? Have you read Ariana Nash's
2: um her Primal Sin series? I haven't. Hold up, me. It's mm. Ooh! So good, girl. It is so good. She's another author that I binged recently. I found her Primal, what? Series, Primal Sin is oh a God. trilogy. It is so good. It's mm. It's everything that I wanted it to be.
0: And I love mm. My bisexual and it, self is screaming.
2: And it's angels.
0: Woo! Oh! It's oh! angels and demons. So and, okay, I bought it. I'm buying it.
2: Yeah. I, <laughs> and the covers are so pretty too. So I yeah, I was all for that. I've read that earlier this year, and then i read her entire backlist, and then was like, I have to wait for more books for
0: you oh my god i'm here i'm here for it i'm ready for it now okay let me just download this while you ask this next question no you can go into trope okay cool all right so we are this is the last section of the podcast which is trope questions uh this is our favorite portion of questions even though it's the last part which is sad um so what is your favorite trope to write and why Ooh,
2: i'm a sucker for an enemies to lovers honestly Uh, because i feel like it can pull in so much like do you want them to like be childhood like they hate each other from like the youth period do you mm-hmm. want them to be like actual enemies where they're truly standing on opposite sides do you want them to be enemies to lovers but there's like this like forbidden twisted element i just feel like it can like just include so much and it makes me so happy and i i realized when i was re- writing my brown broken crown series i was like wow it's oh it's all enemies to lovers
0: like, I love enemies to lovers
2: <laughs> well then I, I was like one day I will have an epitaph and on the epitaph will be like Maria Lewis writer of like however many books and all of them were enemies to lovers literally literally me <laughs> so yeah so I yeah enemies to lovers is hands down my favorite but I also really love friends to lovers but mm-hmm. it's I feel like friends to lovers is really hard to pull off. I'm really picky about it. Like I'm super picky about friends to lovers.
0: I feel like it's very easy for friends to lovers to fall into the miscommunication portion of the thing. Yes. And I always, and I like, I understand, especially if they're young and it happens in high school and they have a miscommunication. Cause I mean, in high school, like miscommunication and the end of the world happens over everything. So I get that realistic aspect of it. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, one conversation and y'all would have been fine.
2: Yeah, y'all would have been okay. And I also struggle sometimes too if it's like super unrequited love. Friends mm. to lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want that like where things are going, they're friends, mm-hmm. and then a swap happens and it like blows up in their faces, as opposed to like one of them's like, I've always been in love with my friend. And then and then like someone's like, Oh yes, I do feel this way about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of my favorites that I've ever read is Blurred Lines by Lauren Lane
0: i love that book Isn't it i so love good that book I
2: feel like to me that it's like pinnacle friends to lovers where it's just like they are truly best friends and yep. then you know they get drunk and it happens happen. and then they're like oh god but like we kind of like it
0: like <laughs> i literally have a book planned for a next generation and i've already said this out loud so people know about it i'm not spoiling myself but uh for they are friends to lovers and like it's the next gen so like obviously their parents are the people whatever and they've been friends their whole life and it's very made it very made it very obvious throughout the series that they are like a thing like connected and so what I my the plot is gonna kill people but it's gonna be okay like it's the only way that I felt like I could do a friends to lovers without making it awful and I am literally just gonna do that they are best friends and they do agree mutually that they like each other start dating and I'm gonna have like a severe injury happen and like the other one pushes the other one away and it's about like reconnecting back to each other so it's less of like we broke up went and had our separate ways and it's more or less about like the girl fighting to like not let the guy push him away because they're best friends and
2: Oh, I love happen. it. I got chills. I'm super down for that. That oh, like, right? that, like I, I love that angst. And I think that's why I like enemies to lovers, and I love also friends to lovers so much, is because I like that mm-hmm. angst element. Like, I want that. Push and Oh yeah. Go, should we? Should we? I want to hurt. Yeah, <laughs> hurt me. yeah,
0: like, I want to hurt. Like, make me cry. Please. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling a book know. off of my shelf to recommend it to you, so you Stevie, go.
1: Okay, so what is one trip you would eventually like to write in line?
2: Um so I have this is already on my docket, so it's it's gonna happen, but I'm super wanting to write an amnesia
1: romance. Ooh. I love amnesia romance.
0: Oh god, that's such a hard sell for me, but I would read it because he wrote so. it.
1: <laughs> I, like I sometimes
2: like do, sometimes like I feel like you're just like oh I I want to like push myself, like I want to push myself outside of my envelope, like how do I do this? Yeah, and so um it is, you meet, you'll meet the hero in the third book, my Broken Crown series. But there's mm-hmm. this one line um, where he's talking to the hero and um, the hero of a new king. And he, you know, he doesn't remember anything, the the, the other guy. And he and he goes, he goes, you know, he goes, the only thing I remember is a woman's like standing over me before everything went black. And I, I love that you. idea of like, oh, like, hit, like he wakes up remembers nothing you know like and she tore his world to shreds essentially you know and she, but he doesn't remember anything else and I love that like that angsty moment so I've never written him to use romance so I'm sure it will be a challenge like anything else but I'm also like I try to find something in every single book that pushes me outside of my comfort zone as a as a writer and as a student. Yeah. So, I'm really pumped for that one. Um, so, it is happening. It's on my docket. Miley
1: Scott has one.
2: Does she? I don't think I've read it.
1: So, she has a book called Repeat and it's Clementine. And I think his name is Ed. Really weird names. I know, like off the wall. I love
0: Clementine. We're talking about weird names. No, I, I like
1: love- Clementine. I love Clementine as a name. But Ed, I'm like, that was my grandfather's name. Like, so I find it really awkward. <laughs> You're all well, right. Like- he's a tattoo artist he owns a tattoo parlor and she's attacked but right before she was he she was attacked he, she broke up with him and the whole storyline is about who attacks her and why she broke up with him so she doesn't have any recollection of this whoa so yeah, like them falling in love all over again that's so
2: cool i there's this book i've been meaning to read and it's been on my tbr for like so long but i have not touched i have not gotten to it yet is um, Forget Me Not by QB Tyler. Mm-hmm.
0: It Tyler. is so good!
2: I haven't read it before, but every single time I see her post more, I'm like, y'all, I just need to get to it. I just Let's need do to read it. it. Because it sounds so
0: good. And then after you read that, you need to read this trilogy. It's by Ella, hold up, this is the second book's cover. Ella Frank. Oh, that's <laughs> on TBR too. Yeah, it's Ellie Frank's Fallen Angel series with uh Brooke Brooke Blair Blaine Brooke Brooke Blaine son of a bitch. Okay, and it's Halo Viper and then Angel, and uh oh my God, it's a male male and it's rock star romance. And it's it's almost like Enemy to lovers, but it isn't like the first book is almost like um I don't know it's weird like Halo is uh doesn't know that he's he's not gay like in the beginning like he's he's straight and then he meets viper who is very much a bisexual legend okay he like very much is like i mean honestly he's categorized as bisexual which is fine but honestly i think he's pan the way that he like presents himself like he really doesn't give a fuck if like you're a female or a male or neither or whatever so um it's so good and he like pulls halo into like like more openness and that kind of thing, and Halo like falls in love with them. It's so oh, good.
2: I'm, so I'm really excited to see. I mean, I feel like MM has, has has steadily gone on the rise. I feel like in the romance community. Yeah. But I, but I but I'm but I'm also really really loving it seeing it just woven into series, as opposed yeah. to you know what I mean. As opposed like it's just like this is the character. Mm-hmm. Like there you go. Or I'm here
0: I'm for so it because. Excited.
2: FF, so Tristix Venom, you know what I mean? Like, Ooh, so If good. you liked
0: Tristix Venom, you should read Vibe and Hush by Liza James.
2: Oh, I'll have, to, I don't think I've even heard of those ones. I, I'll, I'll read anything Penn Douglas writes as, we, as we it is. So I will definitely read those. It was so good. It just makes me so happy, like, seeing, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. authors putting stuff out.
1: I will say, um, Nikki Ash did the Knocked Up Anthology in June, That Mm -hmm. actually included an MM, Secret Baby. Really? And it was, and Misty Walker was in charge of writing that one because she has the (laughs) MM series with Kay Webster. So she tied it into that series. And he's married before Mm -hmm. he gets a divorce and the baby shows up pretty much on his doorstep. But that, but it's a whole thing on that about him discovering his new self. And I am obsessed with, I was so here for it when I got the Knocked Up Anthology and saw there was an M.M. in it.
2: I will have to read that one too. I think I have that anthology because most of our right most of them are for like charities and stuff and so i mm-hmm, just like, yeah. them, but, like don't always get to read them and so i think i have i'm pretty sure i have that one i just have, I to, have like,
0: them right there you know? <laughs> like a- i literally i literally love any so liza james has a really she writes female female strictly now and they're mm-hmm. really good they're very culty and dark but honestly i loved i used to call it thrice six venom because i can't pronounce anything correctly but whatever um I loved that book mostly because that um, mostly because I loved that Liv talked a lot about like I love the awareness it brings to the community and like yeah. issues that are like happen and I feel like a lot of times female female relationships are uh, sexualized a lot more often than male male relationships are 100%. and it's like very much the and coming from someone who's bisexual who's been in relationships with women you very much fall into that category of not counting and that is mm-hmm. such a very very Real and raw place to be, and I thought that Penelope Douglas handled that so well with Liv's character and feeling like she always felt like I don't count because I'm a female and this is another female, and it's like our relationship isn't plausible because I'm not a dude and like penetration technically doesn't happen or whatever. So I loved it. I love female female books. I'm like yes for this community, people. You're
2: like, come on, a- yeah. I really, I really, I like. I think I got that one. Like I did you do a live pre-order or did you do I can't remember if it was a live book or pre-order I just yeah. remember not sleeping <laughs> <It's> like, <so laughs> I don't remember if it was a pre-order or if it like just like came out but I just remember like staying up and reading and being, I feel you oh and the next day being like I shouldn't have done that
0: like I was like, I a book hangover yeah
2: it was like super yeah being over but also like lack of sleep and I was a zombie and I was like I can't function I right now.
0: <laughs> um so what is one trope you'll never write and why
2: I feel like I might make people upset with this one. Um, I don't particularly care. I don't read it and I don't anticipate writing it. I don't yes. like super baby romances.
0: Oh! Yes. Okay, you know, cool.
1: We have a theory about this question when we ask it. Either. Do you read okay. Reverse Harem?
2: It's either. I mean, I've read a few, but I've not like dived like fully into it. And the reason is kind of, I'll be honest, is because I I read Min- not like Minaj books all the freaking time, but I like the sharing. So like, sometimes I struggle on RH when it's like, like the girl, and then she, like they're all separate. Like cross swords, man. Okay, like that's all. I
0: I have a, like, for. And I'll tell you about it after this because it's part I've already talked like a shit ton on this podcast. But after we get off of here, I have to recommend you this RH series.
1: Okay, we, first, we do have first, a theory about this question though because it's either authors don't want to write reverse harem or they don't want to write seeker baby
0: it is never failed that their favorite trope to write or read is either seeker baby uh or surprise baby and their least favorite on the other portion is reverse harem and then swap that it happens every single and it also
1: three. just so happens to be that mj's favorite one is reverse harem and mine's our surprise baby so
2: I don't, I don't mind surprise baby surprise baby does not bother me but secret baby bothers me like because yeah. like there's like a slight difference and I think yeah. it's because I sh- I struggle with the secret baby element of it right it, I mean it, in today's day and age like I had read a book I actually have it up here from Rachel Gibson it is Daisy's back in town but it was written in like 97 Or like two thousand and one, like before cell phone type of thing, right? And I loved the book, you know what I mean? Because I felt like it was super plausible. But I struggle with secret baby. Unless it was like I hooked up with you one random night, I had no idea who you were, and then you like left my room, and then I never saw you again. I have no idea how to get in contact with you. (laughs) Those are the ones that I like. Yeah, like if it's like that, then I'm totally cool. But if it's like a secret baby, where it's like they know the person. And then, but they like decide to like make this like big decision to not tell them and leave
1: town, and then come back ten years later and like yeah. surprise,
2: surprise. Then I like I want to just stab everything in sight. Like so, it's I'm I'm totally fine with surprise baby, and I'm I'm totally also okay if it if it's like a secret baby, but it was like a one night stand. They don't. Know, I called Stevie. i can't find them. Like you know what I mean. Like then I'm like yeah. okay, but if it's like a we were in a relationship or we like we were friends we knew each other or whatever and then i'm just like no
0: <laughs> i literally told stevie that if i ever write one which i probably will not but if i ever did the dude's going to jail and that's the only reason why he won't know because when you're, you're in jail either. right I literally was like, what they're going to do is they're going to be best friends. They're going to have hooked up. And then something traumatic is going to have happened where he goes to jail and he cuts her off completely because he's in jail and he wants to be like, you know, whatever. He's mad. And that's the only way that he would never be able to know that he has a baby. is off totally the world. So there's yeah. a series. Oh, I'm going
1: to have to find it and then tell you the name. Yeah. Pause. I read, I read this series. Oh God. Probably almost 12 years ago. And it's. It's by Emma Grayson, and it is a two-book series. It's a duet, and it is a based on her story. It's a true story. Wow. So nice. nice. And she does get pregnant in it. She actually has a son, and, he, and he's very prominent in this book. But the father was in and out of jail and in trouble a lot, and he didn't have a relationship with his son
2: Whoa.
1: for the longest time. And there's, like, she... When she wrote this book and she released them, I was so obsessed with it, and I yeah. followed her, and I was in her reader group and everything. And this, and when I found out it was a true story,
2: you're just like, oh, that's like a like, right gut, like just,
1: yeah, it was so good though. I have
2: to find, I'll have to find those ones and read them. I feel like I'd really like that. I, yeah, because like I said, it's it's like a really like, like a divisive, yeah, trope for I'm me where like, like I can di- I can be with it in certain ways. Mm-hmm. but generally it's not written that way. So I struggle.
1: Okay. So it's called take it all and promise it all.
2: Take it all. And Emma Grayson, you said, right? Yep. Okay. I'm totally going to look
0: those up.
1: Book all one right. KU, and book two is up online for 2.99. Okay.
0: All right, Stevie, you have the last question. Take it away. So you're going can- to... For this podcast, is gonna have to be fucking edited. We've talked so fucking much. So <laughs> you it. No, it's totally my fault, probably. And eighty percent of this is me.
1: Okay, so if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story?
2: Oh. <gasps> okay, can I mash tropes? Like, can I?
1: Yes, mash? absolutely. absolutely.
2: Like, I want enemies to lovers, forced proximity, like we're talking like one bed situation okay and then i but i'd also want it to be some sort of like suspense element or like post post-apocalyptic where we're like on the run and have to rely on each other
0: okay all right i have a recommendation for that perfect I <laughs> have a recommendation for that book I'm
1: like, if
0: like,
1: tbr just from us oh yeah for real <laughs> i'm
0: very good at giving people like people i'm very i really want to start a section on the podcast where people are like Give me a random plot, and I'm like a plot generator where I'm like, all right, I have a book for that. I know yeah. a good recommendation.
1: I think between the two of us, we could do it. We could really, like, really, yeah, come up with it's a whole. We well,
2: it's like people like I. I actually really like to ask that question in my reader group, where I'm like, if I'm I, I'm not asking you what. Trope you would be in your real life. I'm asking what the trope you would want to have in your life. Like you know, what I mean? yeah. you're a fictional character, and it's so fascinating to see what people say. And eighty percent of people say RH.
0: Mine, billionaire. Mine can't
1: buy happiness, but it sure as can help.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mine is a reverse harem, like enemies, Dark Academia vibe. But I see this oh, is the thing. Yeah. If I'm already in a fictional world, okay, and this is my world, then I'm picking my fictional boyfriends. Like, I know. Oh, she's got
1: them mapped out all the way to a t-, yeah. t. Her reverse harem includes five people. Yeah, it's perfect. And they're it's all
0: a- book boyfriends.
2: <laughs> yeah. Perfect. You're like, perfect. you're like I know how this is
0: going to work. I'm totally happy about it. I have it. And they all balance each other out so well. It's going to be great. Um, all right. So that is our last question for you on the podcast. You've been so fun and we want to thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. Um, we're going to leave you a few minutes to talk about if you have an upcoming book release or a sale or something and let our listeners know where to find you. So, uh, the floor is yours.
2: Thanks. I'm so excited. I got to be here to hang out with y'all. Um, so you can definitely find, I do have a release coming up on November 19th, which is made in ruin. It is a age gap slash forbidden mafia romance set in the woolens it's going to be a wild good time uh the opening scene i was like can i go this hard on an opening scene and then i was like yes yes I can. <laughs> so i went for it um and you can find me i'm most often on in my reader group book boyfriends anonymous on facebook and then instagram which is just at maria lewis author and then my newsletter um which you can find on my website at www.marielewis.com Although I'm getting bigger on TikTok. Like I'm getting more into into putting up videos on TikTok because I, but I realized I don't do well to like, like, let me be sad staring into the camera. More of like the, like, let me create a really chaotic, funny video. Enjoy.
0: (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, Like we said, thank you again for joining us. And uh, we hope to chat with you again soon.
2: Thanks y'all. I had so much fun.